Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan and I'm here with Tom Joustra. Tom, you are an elder at the church. I am. How long have you been an elder? Oh, let me think here. I think it's been about five or six years. Yeah. Since I've been here. Have you been? I mean, I've been oh. here for six years. Oh. Yeah. Could we have come around the same time? We probably I mean. <laughs> did. <laughs> but you've been going to Victory Point a lot longer. Oh, yeah. True. About uh, nine or ten years. Okay. Okay. So what's your journey here been like? What's it been like being part of Victory Point? Um, when my wife, Lori, and I um, started coming about nine, ten years ago, um, it was like a breath of fresh air for us. Really? Uh, we love, we loved the community here. Um, we loved the staff. We just loved the fact that people were trying hard to, you know, read God's word and, and, and do what it says, you know, instead of having to worry about other things like, uh, uh my preferences or yeah, yeah, yeah. tradition or whatever. And so it was just like a breath of fresh air to come here and be a part of a, a group of people that were striving to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. What's it been like to be an elder, especially during this Crazy weird time again because I was I was an elder in a previous church. Okay, and again I, I'm going to have to use the phrase a, a, a breath of fresh air. Um, what I so appreciate about about our group of elders right now um, is the fact that we pray. We mm. pray together for each other. We pray together for um, the people that uh, belong to Victory Point. We pray for our, our mission and our missional partners. Um, it, just just that focus on prayer. And, and again, what is the Lord telling us? Let's take some time to pray about it and, you know, make decisions that way um, instead of just basing it on what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I appreciate that. Um, and I've, um, as a staff member, I'm not necessarily always a part of the elders gatherings, but I haven't been able to, I have been able to be a part of a few of them in the last six months or so. And I really appreciate the, just the general attitude of the elders to really seek God like Rebecca, maybe yeah, yeah. from yesterday to seek God and to inquire of the Lord and to listen and to um, be bold. I mean, elders have been very bold this whole time in in making uh, decisions based on our vision and mission and values and beliefs, um, rather than like you said, kind of like um, trying to do things because of tradition or that we've always done it this way or because so-and-so said, and they're a big donor or, you know, whatever exactly. kind of traps that a lot of not just churches, but organizations in general fall into. Um, I really respect the way the elders have held the vision really central during all this. So thanks for what you do and elders do mm-hmm. appreciate you guys. And the elders are super supportive of the staff and it's been a really good relationship. I'm really thankful for that. So thanks for that. We love our staff. Yes, indeed. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to read a scripture passage today and just see how it speaks to us. So we're going to be reading from Psalm 119, verses 105 through 112. Here's how it goes. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. 
I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your decrees are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. So as we read that passage, is there any word or phrase that's kind of sticking out to you more than others? Well, just, just before that, though, you know, I can remember as a kid, you know, whenever somebody said Psalm 119, you know, it was like, oh, that's that big, long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that big, long one. And isn't Psalm 117 like two Psalms right before it, which is the shortest one? I don't know. I think Psalm 117 is like two verses and Psalm 119, I think it's like 176. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's just kind of cool that uh, that we're actually reading verses 105 through 112 today. Uh-huh. That was kind of cool. Um and I remember somebody teaching me long ago, and I can't remember if it was in my... You're right. 117 is super short. Yes. Yeah. Uh, two verses. Two verses. Yes. Yes. Um, but I can remember somebody telling me when I was young, and I can't remember if it was in church or in school, but almost every single verse in Psalm 119 says something about God's word. Hmm. It might be worded differently. Like I'm looking at verse 105 here, and it says, your word. Verse 106, your righteous laws. Verse 107, your word, and continuing, your laws, your law, your precepts, your statutes, your decrees. Uh So this is is like a psalm of, about God's word, you know, Uh, except the the psalm is just words it differently in every verse, but it's kind of cool how that every verse mentions God's word in some fashion. I never noticed that, but you're totally right. Commands, uh, precepts, uh, law, ordinances, statutes, word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But but the verse that that stood out to me, I, I think probably what stands out for most people is that very first one, Psalm or not Psalm, uh, verse one hundred five. Yeah. Okay. Your word is a lamp for my feet, and a light on my path. And um, that that stood out um, as I was preparing for this because I mean, if we really want God's word to be a lamp, if we really want God's word to be a light for our paths, we have to be in it regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise it, it's not a light. It's not a lamp. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I've had times in my life where uh, I've been very faithful and being and, and very regular in reading God's word. And it's interesting during those times, how um, temptations seem to be less, you know, the, the old man, you know, uh, seems to be less, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that old selfish part of me tends to be less. Um, but then, the, I, I mean, to be honest, I've had dry times in my life where I am maybe not in, you know, the word as frequently as I should be, especially when things transition. Like when we went from like the, my last day of school, you know, with my kids, my fourth graders was March 13 this year, you know, and that next week, bam, we were put into distance learning. Well, that was like a new routine, a new, and for a while there, those first couple of weeks, I was not in God's word very regularly. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I had other things on my mind, you know, mm-hmm. different things, different routine. And it's, and it's just amazing to me how when you're not in God's word, that's when the temptations start to increase. And that's when, um, yeah, the old man starts to come out more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why is this happening? Ah, mm-hmm. I have not been in God's word. I have not been making that uh, my light for my path and that that lamp for my feet. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's just what stood out to me as I read these verses. I love that. Um, uh, you know, this the the image of uh, being a lamp to your feet uh, it's, it's this kind of this word image of like walking along a dark path right mm-hmm. like the fact that it's dark if you turn off the lamp now you're kind of lost right like and just how essential light is to our path and um 
and I think you're right with the regularity of it. Um, we, we kind of, we learn to learn what God's word is like. I mean, not just reading scripture every day, but also just cumulatively realizing, remembering what God's word sounds like and pushing back against all the other messages we get in our lives, in our world. Like how many other things are we reading and picking up and watching and people we're talking to or messages we're picking up from, you know, all kinds of sources and God's word pushes back against all of those and shows how, um, how shallow all those things are or how dim, I guess, to use this imagery, how dim all these things are. You know what I mean? Kind yes. of pushing. So to turn that on and push back the shadows, so to speak, exactly. is what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, um, we need that often or else we kind of lose our path, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's, it's really, a lot of God's word is counterintuitive to what we are learning from everything else. And it's exactly. important to stay immersed in that. But it's also understandable that when you go through transitions, your rhythms change and you're, you're trying to find God at the same time. I mean, it's very like transitioning even out of school is also a spiritual transition you're going through. Sometimes it takes a minute to go, where is God in this place? And how do I meet with him? And sometimes that's necessary too. It's kind of like um, letting a field lay fallow or, you know, turning over a new page and, and um, sometimes that's necessary to break us out of old routines and establish new routines. You know what I mean? Like yes, yeah. re- resets the computer, so to speak. It's like, all right, fresh, you know, fresh page. How do I want to engage this new season differently in God's word? Maybe it's the same as it was before, but maybe it's going to look different. Yeah. So I find myself going through a lot of different seasons of engaging God's word um, differently during different seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, I, I was um, paying attention to this. Uh, I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. And I immediately thought about the oath that Jacob makes Esau swear to give him his birthright, right? Esau is the firstborn and has the birthright is, you know, is the heir of all his father's, um, you know, riches and inheritance. And he gives that up because he's hungry, you know? And I, Yesterday we talked about that in a negative sense, how we, you know, give something up. We trade something in a value because we're just hungry. We just wants the first thing in front of us. But now I'm looking at that in a different light too. Um, as a human being, I am hungry for something real. I'm hungry for God's word. I'm hungry for covenant. I'm hungry for relationship with God. I'm hungry for restoration, salvation, sanctification. And I need something real. You know, I need real sustenance and I'm willing to give my life, right? Am I willing to give my life over to God, right? All that I had before, am I willing to trade that in for the nourishment he has for me now? You know what I mean? To flip that metaphor a little right, bit. Right. They go, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're gi- When we say yes to God, we're giving up all that we used to own or inherit, you know, and we're saying that stuff isn't nearly as important to me as you know, if you imagine the 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 red stew, it's it's literally red stuff. Mm. It's illustrate like I think of the body and blood of Jesus, right? Like this is the meal, our daily bread, right? Like mm-hmm. not the future inheritance, like the storehouses of you know whatever I stored up for myself on earth, but heavenly riches. You know, so um, I was just thinking about that. Like, have I fully let go of my worldly inheritance in order to grab hold of heavenly inheritance, mm-hmm. or Am I still holding on to it? And you know what I mean? So, right, right. I don't know. I just thought, thought, and 
uh, I was, uh, yeah, when I think about it in that context for the psalm, I think, yeah, I have sworn an oath. Yeah, my, I have been baptized. I have traded the old life for the new life and to remind myself that I don't have any inheritance in this world. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what was striking me about this mm-hmm. passage. Anything else on your mind? No. All right. Sweet. Well, everybody, thanks for engaging. Appreciate it. And um, if, like I said yesterday, if reading scripture is not a regular part, if it's not a a lamp to your feet every day, um, consider what that would look like. Maybe just spend some time inquiring of the Lord and praying about what does it look like? For Tom, it might look some one way. For me, it might look another way. Um, But reading scripture um, it does not have to be a chore. It doesn't have to be a um, like uh, another thing on your checklist. Um, everyone engages it differently. So I hope uh, listening to this podcast is one way that you engage with Scripture and that it's a light to your path. But um, I hope that there's other ways that you're engaging Scripture in your own life and just spend some time in prayer thinking about what does that look like for you. With that, we will be in your earbuds or however you're listening to it, maybe car speakers or however you're listening to this podcast um, tomorrow morning. And um, we'll look forward to that conversation as well. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.